Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Impressions. Today is January 31st, it is a Sunday, uh, it is episode 16. I'm joined by my co-host Austin Taylor. That you are. And uh, yeah, we've, we've played some video games, it's the new year. Uh, there's, some, there's some video games that aren't new that we both of us played as it turns out. Who needs to play new video games when you just have a you know, a library of video games that you can just return to at any point in time. That's true. I, um, you know, I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I was like, oh, I could play this on hard mode, or I could, like, go enjoy something else. And I was just like, hey, Persona 5 Royal, I got it, it was like 20 bucks on sale. Dude, this, nice. this game has so much style, Austin. It really does. I just... I just keep coming back to him and be like, oh, I just want to soak up. Like, every moment of this game, there's just, like, the music is just in the background, like, lulling you into the gameplay, which is, like, something Persona has been doing to more and more success as, like, each one of these have come out, I'll say. Yeah, like, getting into 5, um, there were definitely, like, points where like you just be like during the rainy days uh if i was playing five like really late and it was raining in the game i would probably start to fall asleep um and that's not even like the game's bad or anything that's just like that's the vibe that it's selling me and it's very good at selling me that vibe like a bunch of these songs are really good too like wake up get out or wake up get up get out there phantom like the instrumental version of beneath the mask that just plays when you're walking around the town Mwah. Yeah. kisses for that song man yeah i got royal um so far the only I, i'm like two hours in but like the only change so far is that you meet like a um i think she is a her her persona she gets like a ballerina kind of costume and when she's in, when you're in the castles and stuff but she's like an athlete character who you meet on a train and she like calls you senpai which is like you know the very anime thing of like respecting your elder elders and stuff but yeah she's one of the new characters so i think there's some new characters they re um recorded some vo in it and i think there's an added third semester that you can do as well which is like i guess their prologue or extra stuff Yeah, I don't know if I'd like ever go back to that game just with the appeal being that there's more to that game. Uh but like a lot of some of the new like social stuff that exists in that game seem in Royal seems like good. Definitely better than what was in the original release of five. Wait, maybe she might be in it. Is Haru Okumura in the original Persona Five? She like the fifth heist well, or something? Well now I need to Google this. Yeah, Haru is Haru is a is a character from the original release. Um, they do add a new character, but I think they what they're doing is that they introduce Haru much earlier in Persona Five, like as a not even as like a companion maybe, but as a uh, as a character who exists in the world because she does not show up in Five until like the I want to say second to last dungeon um and by then 
and by then there's almost like no real point to her which is a, which is a problem because you've already you know, you've already built up so many like dynamics with characters who you've been able to like spend upwards of i'll say 80 hours yeah so, like, when when haru is introduced in the mix it's like i don't even i've never why <laughs> i like i definitely don't need to use her in my party there are some benefits to using her in her party like she is just a she's just kind of like a body that you can throw at enemies yeah here's the other character actor her name is kasumi yoshi zawa yes, this is the new one. yeah she's new so you meet her on a train and she is Sumir Yoshizawa's elder sister. Is there two of these? I don't know. There's there's two people you interact with. I guess there's sisters. But yeah, I don't know. There's some Persona 5 Royals cool. I, I only played the first game till about the first dungeon. So I'm going to see if I can get farther in this. Because my normal Persona thing is, is I get bogged down by having a day-to-day guide open. Because I'm trying to like figure out what I who sh- I should be talking to every day and stuff. So that's something I should try to overcome because I I I played Persona three and I've played Persona four and they're all pretty much open the same. Where it's like you I get really into like that first dungeon, and then after I'm like, eh. did you beat the first game Persona five or did you get beat the regular version? I did. Yeah, I finished five. It. Um, I mean, by the time I finished it, like I, I put 91 hours into it and apparently that was a speed run because everyone else I know has put like 120 and something like that into it. And I just, I could not ever imagine going back to Persona 5. I think that's a pretty long amount of time. I mean, I've heard of people who put more, but you know, you beat the game. Yeah. I just, I can't, because the thing is apparently there's a lot there's some stuff within like other social uh, relationships that you can build where you will be able to uh, like negate the effect that sort of going into the supernatural world of persona uh, does to you where like you can't do anything afterwards because you're just so wiped from going through this uh, mind dungeon and if you like upgrade certain social links uh, you can unlock a a perk that allows you to just not be tired after uh, ah. Persona adventures. And so then you can do stuff for the rest of the day. And I just, I didn't, I didn't care much for the social link that that was attached to. So yeah. I just didn't do it. And like, I, I can't say knowing, knowing that that's a perk I could have unlocked makes me angry because that would have required me to have been like, oh, I wanted to do more of this game when really all I wanted to do was end that video game. Thanks. Well, I th- I think they actually do that in Royal where they just, Morgana won't tell you to go to sleep as much, apparently, which is a thing. Yeah, that was just a huge, a huge thing with Five was every time you wanted to do, like half the time you wanted to do something, if it was late, Morgana would be like, oh, you should just go to sleep. Um and so until you upgrade like your living space, uh, when you get when it's like late at night, you can't really go out and do anything. So what you want to do is you want to 
upgrade your living space to where you can include like a um, a TV and like an old video game system, maybe a couple of books, I think is also an option. So you could increase certain attributes of yourself, like your guts and your, um, I guess, intelligence. I'm not, I don't remember what the five attributes of that game are anymore. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to kind of like dip into this, kind of like maybe do, see how far I get, maybe beat it. Who knows? We'll see. You've been playing Knights of the Old Republic, though. The original one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Bioware's 2003 uh, take on Star Wars set a couple of thousand years before uh, the original trilogy of movies. Uh, so this is a sort of a and d like hack, right? As a lot of RPGs were and are, I'd say. Uh, and this is heavily based on like second edition, like advanced second edition D and D. So like the kind of rule set that you'd see in like a like a Planescape type scenario, uh, where you play as a a soul, a customized like soldier. I, you have three technical rules, but you play as someone in the service of the Republic. Um, and your immediate thing is that you are attacked by bad bad Sith who are waging a war against the good good Galactic Republic, and you have some you have some crazy adventures as you seek to stop the uh, evil Lord of the Sith, Dark Darth Malak, who is just a taller and less cool version of Darth Vader. Um, as you sort of see, and he just harasses you as you go around from planet to planet looking for pieces of a star map that will lead you to the Star Forge, which is the big secret weapon that the Sith are using to win this war. And it's it's fine. It's like it's very much a two thousand three like early two thousands take on Star Wars where like it's very uncritical of the Republic as a system of government. Uh because it seems like the Republic is always getting like attacked and like uh having to deal with like separatist conflicts that you see in like, you know, like in Knights of the Republic and then in the prequel trilogy. Uh, so, like, that being a frame of reference for how this government works, like, maybe some actual change needs to happen here, but that's never that's never anything that Knights of the Republic is going to deal with. And um, what, this, good I remember this being really big because it was, like, only on Xbox and PC, like, a couple of year, months after. Which I was like, yeah, I want this, this on my PS2 really bad, but... Yeah, so, like, when this came out, this was in 2003, this, there was, uh, this was published by Microsoft, partially, right? So... This was only available on PC and Xbox systems and was never released on the PlayStation. And like on Xbox, it's a big thing with Xbox at the time was that they wanted to push Xbox Live as a service. So if you play uh, Night Silver Public while connected to Xbox Live, you got access to a new area that's on the base game, which, oh. is, the, which is a space station right off of Yavin that sells you some very expensive and rare uh, gear. Like, pretty good armor and weapons that you don't really need, because the only people who are going to use, like, the weapons you buy are, like, the party members that you gather, because you gather about nine. And three of them are Jedi. And you really only ever need to use those three people. Gotcha. Overpowered, as it turns out. 
Well, yeah, because like you have like you have a couple of smugglers, like a couple of air quote scoundrels is what they're called. You have some soldiers. Uh, like the soldiers are good for like tanking hits, right? But the thing is, is with Jedi, they can also tank hits, especially if you've like spec to one of like one of the three Jedi classes that you can spec to later is like a Jedi Guardian, who's like the big like combat Jedi. And they gain a lot of health like per level and they can also just become tanks. So at no point in time do you really have a need to use people who aren't force users. And so it makes so much of the party completely redundant and pointless, especially the droids. And sort of the other thing that I'll say as I've been going through this is, man, we had really low standards for what good game writing was in 2003. Yeah, is it a little little cheesy or something? Yeah, I mean, it's very cheesy, very campy, like very... Like the most critical it gets of, of like the Jedi is like the Darth Revan thing is like Darth Revan and Darth Malak, you know, these, these were the two Jedi who were heroes of like the Mandalorian war, which is a war that precedes the events of Knights of the Old Republic. Um, and then they came back and now they're bad. And it's like, hmm, maybe like for a moment, there are moments in the game where it's like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have empowered two like laser sword wielding wizards in the way that we did. But it's very quickly like forgotten about because it's just like no, they were just the bad wizards with laser swords. Now you can be one of the good ones. Yeah, um, I played two. I like two a lot. I remember uh, you're trained by like the old lady Jedi who's blind or something. Yeah, we'll create. Okay, so, like, getting into two, like, he plays a different character. You're the Jedi Exile, who is a general in the Mandalorian Wars, who cut themselves off from the Force, uh, because they, like, unlike Revan and Malak, they just, they feel the Force in a way that no other Jedi does. Um, and they just didn't like it. Uh, and then, like, the most of two is, like, re being retrained in the Force by Kreia, who's this, like, I'd say very, like, libertarian Jedi. <laughs> Uh, in her philosophies, or what I would call maybe a gray Jedi as well. Sure, that was accurate. But I don't know. Kind of, um, not like gray Jedi in the same way that like one of the companions from the first Knights of the Republic, a Jolie Bindo, is a gray Jedi. Um, but she's just very much like Kreia is this sort of like, like only the strong survive, you know. So like if you're not helping people to become stronger than you're wasting your time type deal. She doesn't believe in like charity. Um, which is wild because there was never, there'd never be a character like that in the, in the first Knights of the Old Republic. Like Knights of the Old Republic is a game where your first real moral choice is who do you give a plague cure to? A saintly doctor who will give it away for free or do you give it to like the local mob boss so he can make a profit? Yes. Yeah, whereas in 2, it's like, you gain dark side points by not, like, giving people information, right? If you just sort of omit the truth from a statement, you'll gain dark side points because you're just not respecting the agency of your uh, companions. Because you're a bad dude. Um, let's see. Those games are cool. 
I definitely yeah. played the Mass Effect games more than those. The, I mean, those were like my stepping stone being like, oh, this is by the, this is like, you know, KOTOR 2 was Oblivion or Obsidian, sorry. But like being like, oh, these are the people who made those RPGs. I should totally get into Mass Effect and dig this music. Um, yeah, like Coder was definitely like my sort of stepping point. To like if I saw the name Bioware on a box, I'd buy it, you know. Um, Obsidian didn't happen until later, like when I got to a point where I would say of the two, I definitely prefer the second game. Um, but now I, I just sort of recently just got out of the mode where if I see Obsidian's name attached to something, I'll buy it. Yeah, that as well is a good thing. Um, I played two other games, Austin. I'm just going to let you what? know that. What else did you play? I played this fucking... Okay, so there's this game called Rec Room. I think it was originally a PC game, and it came out to PSVR. But they made it free to play as just a game you can play with your controller without a VR headset. This game's bad, Austin. I, I thought this game would have something a little more... Okay, so you're doing co-op missions, and it just has friendly fire on. It's supposed to be like a hangout thing kind of like, and it's yeah. kind of like roblox where you have some like custom generated like maps or dungeons you can do stuff in but i was playing something people were just shooting me and we were all respawning and then i was playing some paintball game and it was just trash and all these children were yelling at me austin they were all these children were yelling at me about i don't fucking know what austin i don't know what the fuck is going on i mean that's love ever, online gaming do you know what this game looks like at all austin have you seen i I've heard about Rec Room image. in the same way that I've heard of, like, Live Brush, you know? Um, yeah, this seems horrid. There are all these people who look like Rayman. They all just have, like, floating hands, and, like, their head is floating, and they don't have legs. It was weird. I uninstalled it. I thought it'd have something interesting, like, VR chat would, or some, like interesting stuff but whatever i skipped it and then i I just like ended up replaying payday 2 because like five dollars on psn maybe if i play more of it i'll remember more of it but i played those games on ps3 when they first came out they're like by the overkill studio who payday 2 was like inspired by left 4 dead and very much the same thing where it's like it's a co-op game with and it always has to have four people yeah. Where you're robbing banks instead of shooting zombies, and they kind of they they work to a certain degree. Yeah, I I remember I didn't play much of Payday Two. Most of what I played regarding Payday Two is like the demo that was available on Xbox Live, which was just the uh, the one bank. Right? It's like, like the, the first bank. world bank or something. Right? Yeah, which is just like this sort of. Like five, I want to think like five room bank, like one story, where your max payout was like a couple of, like, let's say below like fifty thousand, and you have to like drill into something yeah. at some point. You have to drill into the into the like this large vault, and it just takes forever. And that the thing about that game is that just requires everyone be on the same page in a way that I don't, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of when I played it. Like, there was one instance where I was playing that, and, like, you know, part of, part of that loop, or that level, is that you need to, like, be taking hostages in the bank, right? Because the more hostages you have, the longer it takes for the police to mount a, um, an assault on the bank. And 
their salt will also be like weaker and last uh not last nearly as long as if you don't have hostages and one of the robbers one of the people there was just shooting hostages um and it like pretty much soured that entire game for me it's kind of a bummer i i do remember having like good times with this it was just something i played on ps3 i was like it must have been like a couple years after high school and i was like oh i'm way into like this as like i would be in like a left for dead game where i'm just like replaying these on like harder difficulties and you have like a progression tier where you're like unlocking unlocking like better guns for your criminals and like more armor and more loadouts and stuff and john wick is just in payday 2 as a skin and you can put a mask on them or you don't have to i don't know but yeah. uh, i forgot you can just you can just body bag people up and just like throw them into things because you're there's some like sneaking stuff where you're it's kind of like hitman where you're like outside of some compound but instead it's four people trying to get into this fucking compound there's like one mission where they're pretending to be a bunch of tech repair dudes and you have to do some like menial tasks in between like hacking into servers and shit So I don't know. I'm, yeah, I might like I might jump in and play a little more. You know, if I yeah, could I'm... gift people stuff, Austin, I would gift you this for five dollars so that we could both experience a payday. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. It's it always seemed. I don't know. As as it built up and got like bigger. And the more I saw like promotional stuff that was happening in the game, I just I did like vegan losing interest. The last time I remember liking the look of what they were doing with payday was like when it came on to switch and there was like this new operator you could get that had like some weird mostly digital mask um which seemed like cool yeah now man i remember i remember just playing the first one a bunch i'm just watching some gameplay of it right now holy shit taking me back austin Maybe I should find it on Steam. I might do that. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to play the medium next week. I don't know if you have. Oh, and nuts! I'm gonna play these nuts, Austin. This fucking squirrel hunting game called Nuts. I think it comes out in like three or four days. It's, I'm into it. Yeah, if we want to go ahead and set like goals for ourselves as far as what we play um dang i don't know man uh probably sit down probably we'll finish coder um definitely see about messing around with like a probably a manifold garden a bit more but i'm not gonna sort of i don't have much around on my libraries that like i want to commit to in that way well i'm looking at this there is like apparently like five years of dlc for payday 2 on here there's a yeah there's a yakuza character pack there's a john wick heist there's a um scarface heist the fuck happened to this game there's hotline miami 2 stuff yeah, what is I mean, this? Yeah, it's a big thing with Hotline Miami too. Is you got masks? It's true. Give me more masks. 
I need more masks. Oh yeah, the, the dude with the chicken. Yeah, you just get the chicken mask. That's cool. Oh man. I wonder if the PS2... Well, I guess the PS4 version just has all this stuff. I think it's like the Ultimate Edition or whatever. Did Yeah. The Payday 2? Yeah. Which I don't remember... I remember hearing that didn't work that well. What, Payday 2 on PS4? Yeah. It's fine. It probably ran just as fine on PS3. I remember it. The shooting can be a little off. It's There's not as much aim assist, but it's totally all right. I think that first game came out in like 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, I was still in high school. Holy shit. Big mood. All right, that's that's it for the, the podcast this week. Uh, you know, we'll be back next week to talk about some stuff. I met Travis twenty three Doyle on Twitter. Uh, where can uh, where can people find you at Austin? Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Beardless Two D W O. All right. Till next week. Uh, don't don't blow up GameStop stock again. The, the the stock market might crash, which is a good thing. I don't know. Maybe do that. I don't know. No, keep Go. keep stealing money. Keep out stealing. Keep taking money from hedge funds. Just don't fuck fuck hedge funds. I don't know. Whatever. Till next no. week. Yeah. No. Keep messing with hedge funds <laughs> these are like these are the people who caused a like market collapse and profited off of it and faced absolutely no consequences keep All taking right. money from hedge funds keep doing it do the do not the donkey